All right, Ash, I got a fact for you. Thank God. I just punched the mic. Did you hear that, Michaela? Don't take it out on the mic. (laughs) Um, Taryn has anger problems. No, we don't. So I saw you were painting the other day. I was painting. Yeah. So I have a fact for you. Oh. Did you know competitive art used to be an Olympic sport? Who took that away? I don't know, but between 1912 and 1948, an international sporting event awarded medals for music, painting, sculpture, and architecture. What? So they just took, they someone voted and took all the creative arts out of the Olympics? Yeah. I hate them. What about the scrawny Let's people write them a letter. who can't compete about in sports? What about the theater kids? What do they get? We need creative outlets and... We need metal on lanyards. (laughs) Metals. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Metal. <laughs> metal circles to hang. Reward the creative. I want a dangling metal you. circle around my neck. I guess, well, I guess that is kind of what like the Academy Awards and... Do they you know, get? That's what they get. But is it world recognition? No. Is it world recognition? I don't think so. Even though I would say a lot of those films do seem the majority of the world, not all of the world. So I think we should Where riot. Are we going? We should riot <laughs> the creatives getting a spot yeah. in the Olympics. Yes. Let's all, listeners, <laughs> let's all collectively write a letter. To who? <laughs> To who it may concern, Taryn. To whom? (laughs) (laughs) To Santa Claus. Bring back the Olympics. Jeez. That's not even fair. That's not even fair. Only a certain type of person gets an Olympic. That's rude. Gets an Olympic? Gets gets an Olympic medal. Gets to be an Olympian. Olympian. That's rude. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyways, hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. I am Ashley, that girl over there. That's Taryn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're back for some more advice giving. Advice giving. Um, what's new, Ash? I don't normally do this. Okay. But I haven't been sleeping great. Oh my gosh, me, but so, always. I took a melatonin last night. Oh, I went to bed last night at a little before 10, mm-hmm. a little like it was like 9.55. I was in bed setting my alarm. Yeah. I woke up at nine today. Wow. Yeah. That's like 12 hours. I know. Is that good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is the Google question. It. I woke up feeling so groggy and... I could not shake it. Took me all morning to shake it off. Had to push my workout to noon instead of nine. <laughs> like I was, I had, I had two cups of coffee. Like could not wake up out of this fog. But I slept for damn near twelve hours. I wouldn't say like I slept well because I woke up a lot, but yeah. I slept for twelve hours, and Jeez. I have been off all day. I 
could imagine. You know what's funny is when you walked in, I was like, is she grumpy? But now that you said but that, I think I'm I like, am because I've been off all day yeah. long. And, and that I, affects you when like your day doesn't go yeah, to plan. And, like everything kind of got moved around and I've just been feeling weird all day. So the question I'm bringing to the table is thoughts on melatonin. <laughs> Because like clearly I must have I I mean I slept for twelve hours yeah so that must have been like and something some I needed people, like I know like for me when I've taken melatonin I feel like I just had like weird dreams and yeah it it like I still struggle to go to sleep whereas other people I know when they take it have really hard times actually waking up yeah so that's interesting because I've know. had like the weird dreams before and I definitely had a bunch last night but. I'm sure there's like just different types or doses day. and all that yeah, kind of stuff too. For sure, for sure. Dang, that sucks. I know. And that I mean, that's not really an update, but that's where I'm no. at today. <laughs> but that's like a that's like a preface, yeah, of like where you're at, what how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm at. I have been the past, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm testing children to see if they're like how they'll if they're ready for kindergarten mm -hmm. and it's not usually in my job description but i like volunteered to help the schools that i work for you're such a kind Let person me just tell you i'm exhausted mm -mm. exhausted mm -mm. and because each test is like 45 minutes and trying to get like a four to five year old to stay engaged that long is really hard. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, especially with the kids who like, they're not really showing a lot of skills. So you're really digging. You're trying to be like creative with your approach to see if those skills are there. You just need to approach it differently. Yeah. I'm telling you by my last kid, he was so cute. He was adorable, but I got the giggles so oh my gosh. hard. Oh my so gosh. So everything he said, and he was really young. So like I would like show him a letter and he'd be like, letter A. And I'd be like, okay, what sound does letter A make? And he would look at me and go, A. <laughs> and I like it's funny. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And all the other testers just kept looking over at me like, you good? Get it together. And I'm so tired. And I have a whole I have another day tomorrow. But oh, that sounds awful. I could sit and talk with kids for hours so i'm enjoying it it's Good. just exhausting yeah like i'm exhausted oof i have a hard time sitting with anyone for 45 minutes uh, yeah. <laughs> let alone a kid where you're in charge of the entire I conversation the i could never of times i start telling you a story and i can tell by your face like i'm losing you so i'm like bullet points let's get to the point <laughs> i literally i left my house to come here and one of our good friends tk was over and she was telling me about this drama situation and i was like we need a quick version yeah you're like i, I need was you like to... not only do i have somewhere to be but like i'm i'm on one today i was like i need bullet i need like a quick like synopsis of the story i love grumpy she was Ash. laughing but she was like okay <laughs> okay let me get to it it's like thanks for meeting me where i'm at well ash i'm going to help carry you today oh I'll say it, tearing it up. Oh, which thank means God. you can go first. Oh, which then means thank God I can I can bring it in, bring also, in the rear. Also, I'm yep. gonna interrupt this regularly scheduled Broadcast. program to tell you guys that we need more tearing it ups. Taryn and I yeah. are rioting over here. We 
demand that you give us your funny stories. So if you have or have been sitting on a very funny story for a long time, this is your sign. Or even someone else's story. Yeah. Or if you witness something, it doesn't have to be yours. You didn't have to go through it. Maybe you were sitting in your car minding your business and you saw the most funniest thing. Write it down to us. Send it on over. DM us on Instagram or send it to the email. We would love to hear from you. Love it. Love it. This is called sleeping with your eyes open. Ooh. Do you do that? I don't no, think I've ever seen you but, sleep with your mouth open. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> me and like ninety percent of the population, no, nobody achieves the radius. <laughs> Is that what you'd say? Listen, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the acute angles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say every math radius is a term. circle. The degree. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it is radius because you just proved my point. A mouth is a circle, so maybe it is radius. It's more of an oval. It's still a circle. No, radius. Oval. Come on. Come on, everyone. Now, Um, pick my side. You know, we have pictures of Ashley sleeping with her mouth open. She's doing this on purpose so that we have to post this photo on Instagram, and I am. Objecting. We've already posted it a couple times. Like, what are you hiding? I'm objecting. But, um, anyways, so I don't sleep with my eyes open <laughs> or mouth. So, he's <laughs> superior. Okay. Cool story, Hi, bro. <laughs> Hi, Taryn and Ashley. I just love your podcast. It is my favorite thing to listen to when I walk my puppers. So, backstory me and my best friend went to Europe for a girl's trip after I had just gone through a divorce, and it was by far the best experience I've ever had. I definitely advise you to take a trip to Europe with your best friend. Oh, that sounds well. We have Ash, yes, should we? I mean. <laughs> One, we should. Yes. Two, we, we also recommend because it is yes. a great time. It yes. is so much fun. You get to explore all of these new things together and also the food. <laughs> so Yeah. But I will say not every friend is a good travel companion. Which we have learned we have in learned. our many travels. Me and Ash travel very well the together. Chillest. Like the chill like Easy we going. both are very either front or backseat people. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm very like, I want to do this, Ash will be like, cool, let's do it. If Ash gets where she's like, I want to do this, I'm like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. We love food. Mm -hmm. We love history, but we Mm -hmm. also love to get a little silly and it's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Wow, I really want to take a trip with you now. Let's plan I mean... Let's, Let's go. plan it. Okay. Anyways, my friend and I were on the Eurostar, which is a train that goes from London to Paris and back. We were heading to London from Paris after walking through the streets and seeing the beauty of Paris that day. We were exhausted. My friend and I were sitting next to each other. She had the window seat and I had the aisle. Diagonally from us was this very attractive European man. Mother, may I? From the sound of his accent, he sounded British. We kept making direct eye contact with him if we ever glanced his way. But this is where the story turns. My friend and I fell asleep pretty early into the ride. I put my head against the back of the seat of the chair in front of me, and my friend leaned her head against the window. When I woke up, I noticed that my friend seemed to be awake because her eyes were open. I began talking to her, but she wasn't saying anything back. I then realized she was sleeping with her eyes wide open. Oh, my God. I I thought it was like a metaphor. (laughs) No, I haven't even got to the good part yet. I looked to see what she would be looking at if she was awake. 
And she was staring straight at the good looking gentleman. You could tell he seemed super uncomfortable. Oh my God. <laughs> By my friend just staring at him for however long we were asleep, which I think was about an hour. Oh. <laughs> Dude, imagine this this poor dude is like first having just like flirty exchanges with these girls and then the girl is just dead staring at him for over an hour. Oh my Like how is he supposed to know she was asleep? Her eyes were open. Uh I'm surprised he didn't like say something. Say something <laughs> slash I mean you know. What are you gonna do, you know? I quickly shook her to wake her up and told her what had happened. We started dying laughing, and we still laugh about it to this day. We never found out what the man thought of us, but I'm sure he will always remember the wide-eyed girl on the train. I thought you guys would get a chuckle about it. Have a great day. I love Chelsea. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why. Like, I can fully a thousand percent picture that. Oh, my and God. And I'm dead. That, that would be so I was funny. Sitting, if I was sitting across from someone who had fallen asleep with their eyes open, it would have been maybe like five, ten minutes of me like doing double glances, like looking away. Yeah. And then it would have been, I'm a very like non-confrontational person, but I will look at you. Yeah. And make it very clear. Like, I see you and you're, yeah. you know, stop looking at me. Um, but then what if they don't and but they don't then, even like, flinch? That's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> what do you do at that point after I've stared them directly in yeah. the eye and kind of been like, what the hell's Hello? wrong with you yeah. with my eyes? <laughs> then like, what do you do at that point? Do you tap I them? Mean, do you I touch them I... in some way to like s- see if they are sleeping? Because yeah. I wouldn't have assumed that. But then also I bet her face was very relaxed. Yeah. So maybe there, maybe it did show that she was sleeping. I probably would have done like a sassy, like, hello, can I help you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, I probably would have left. But yeah. poor guy. Oh, my God. Poor guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like if you are someone who sleeps with your eyes open, and I know you know who you are, because if you have slipped over with any friends oh, or I, that's slept like in the, the first same thing room with say. anyone, yeah. you would be told that. Um I feel like you have to let people know. Or wear sunglasses. Yeah, If you're in public, that's a thousand percent what I would do. That's why I like, had, I'm sleeping. Yeah, I had a friend sleep over at my house. I mean, in elementary school, she like slept over first, last time she ever slept over. Um, and she slept with her eyes open. And so I scary. specifically remember we slept on the floor. We were both in like sleeping bags. I rolled over and she was looking at oh, me and uh-uh. I <laughs> sat there. That was my first experience with anything like that. And it terrified oh, yeah. me terrified me yeah I no a, one warned me her mother should have yeah, warned oh, us yeah <laughs> i had a friend who she told me like hey just to warn you like i have really bad nightmares and i was like okay like what does that mean but yeah. okay and in the middle of the night she like a full-blown i would say like 45 second long screaming attack like Blood curdling murder movie scream. So, those are like night terrors, and not even nightmares. She just laid back down, but by then my heart had already come out my butt, and yeah. I was just laying there like <laughs> panting and like sweating. And the whole night I could not sleep because yeah. I was so scared. And she just like rolled over and was like, "Oh my god, it's not. It was it's not fair. So scary." I had a friend in um, eighth grade. Her name was Stephanie, and she had night terrors. And we all went on a school trip, and I roomed with her. Oh no! She didn't tell anybody 
It's horrible. <laughs> you found out. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, do you want to jump into yours? Ash? I would love to. Um, also, just going to take another second. If you guys are sitting on a story that mm-hmm. you would love advice on, whether it's serious, funny, um, we are here for it and we're here for all of it and would love for you to take the time to write out your situation and send it to us. And if that is too vulnerable for you, guess what? You get to be anonymous if you want. Yes. So take this moment to... Maybe pause this, write it down, or, you know, finish the episode, then write it down. Send it to us. Yeah. We would love it. Or even, like, um, if you heard of, like, a crazy situation and you want to just write it in and be like, what would you do in this situation? Uh-huh. Like, we uh-huh. love it. We live for it. All right. We're just trying to change the world. One person at a time. One person at a time. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box, a fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available, and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, this one is titled, I Need Help Making Friends Again. Please help. Hi, Ash and Taryn. She called me Ash. She knows you. She gets you. She knows me. She gets me. Yes, you can say my name. My name is Erin. Hey, Erin. We haven't had a name in a long time. I feel like the last like a handful of episodes have all been anonymous. Um, So it's so nice to hear your name. Um, Let's dive into your email. She writes, I want to start off by saying that I have watched both of you for years, as well as Alicia. Alicia is my sister. She also does YouTube. So that's the backstory on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are the ultimate duo. Thank you so much for making this podcast. It has helped so many people and myself. Um, she writes, now here's my problem. I'm an Enneagram 
two. Hey. Just like Mama Bear over there. Yup. I always give and give, but sometimes I don't get it back. I've been very good at, she puts in quotes, weeding the bad people out of my life, including my dad. But my issue is, last year I had a very, she puts in all caps, bad falling out with someone that I thought was my best friend. But now that I look back, she just used me. It ended with an actual fist fight. Wow. I'm gonna, we're going to pause out right there. Wow. Wow. Have I, you been in a fist fight? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the way you answer that. Look at me. <laughs> I, I, I am the... I think I've made it very clear on this podcast. I don't need to say it again, but I'm going to say it again. I am the most non-confrontational person. If you see me hit someone, it's out of Did you ever hit Alicia? No. Never? No. <laughs> do sisters not hit each other? No, they for sure do. Just not you. I'm going to make it. I'm going to say it again. I grew up I am with the violence. most <laughs> non-confrontational person verbally, physically, yeah. all the ways. I'm going to fight do you it. one day. If you do... <laughs> I'm going to be writing in. <laughs> or, uh, I lost my best friend one day. <laughs> she hit me and I just walked away. The end I of never came back. Advice. I walked away and I cried. <laughs> and wrote um, how much I hate her. But I do, I do think like ending in a fist fight like that is like, that's showing the level of the level that this confr- yeah. confrontation's at. Yeah. She continues. I've thrown down. <laughs> I don't think any of us doubt that. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Never, it was never my own fight. Well, yeah, I don't see you as an angry person. I don't, I'm not really you just phased. just mama bear fight back. I'm not really phased by people doing stuff to me. Like, I can easily just be like, okay, or I'll like yell back at somebody. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's been when like a friend's got jumped or like a fight started mm-hmm. and I was just kind of in the background, but then something happened to a friend and then freaking... It's like in the movie where the music starts. Or you know that TikTok that's out right now where it's like, um, we'll post it on the story. I want to do it with you. But it's like, it'll be like this guy sitting there and you're like, sees my friend, my non-confrontational friend start to fight. And then, or what is it? It'll, oh, no, no, no. Okay. The main one, sorry. <laughs> the main one that I've seen, it'll be a guy doing it. And he's like sees my girlfriend fighting with someone and then it's like sees their boyfriend stand up and then it's like okay are you talking do you know what i'm talking about i get the i get where we're going with this now that's how i don't know i'm very like i'll watch the fight and i'm like oh haha like do you think girl get it and then the second i see the fight turn where like my friend's getting hurt yeah then it's like i rise yeah i feel like that's that's just that is a good friend yeah Um, would you fight for me ash Listen, I would try my best, but don't bet on it. <laughs> She's like, I would run and get security. I will call 911 immediately. <laughs> Good times. Um, she writes, or she continues, I've never been in a situation like that. But honestly, I'm afraid to make new friends or hang out with any of my other ones now. I'm afraid to become close with someone again. Because whenever I get close, I pull away and hide or drop off the face of the earth. I am such a social person, and this has been really hard for me. Please help with any advice. P.S. Sorry for being super long or confusing. Not at all. Thanks so much. Love, Erin. First of all, this was probably the shortest email we've gotten, so <laughs> don't apologize for being long, and that wasn't confusing in any way. Yeah. Um, first of all, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like friendship breakups 
in so many ways are so much worse yeah. than like breakups with a significant other, like yeah. a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, whatever. So I think I think that that can be very traumatic moving forward with any other kind of friendship that could possibly come your way. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to hear Taryn's thoughts, but um, I, first of all, feel like we just need to say you should not feel bad or angry at yourself for being hesitant to jump into another friendship yeah. because like the ending of one is kind of really brutal. And sometimes you need to, I think people need to realize that there is a morning time, time period that comes mm-hmm. after that, that you kind of need to like give yourself a break and kind of sit back before diving into like another, another friendship. Yeah. I think friendship breakups are so traumatic because mm-hmm. like, Friends are not supposed to go anywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, whereas I think when you date, you kind of always have in the back of your head, like, oh, like this could end in a breakup. Odds are it won't work out. Yeah. Stereotypically. Also, romantic relationships kind of fall like in the same category. Whereas I feel like friendships, like, it's very hard to replace a friendship exactly. Everyone mm-hmm. has different friendship styles. Everyone has like, different levels of friendship they're and willing to offer. you become a different person with every person that yeah. you encounter. So who so you are is... with me, for example, is going to be so different than who you are with another friend. Yeah. So. so it's, it's yeah, it's a traumatic experience for sure. And that's just friendship breakups in general. Like, I can't imagine, like, a friendship breakup that did result in, like, straight up fighting. Oh you know what God. I mean? Yeah, that's straight out of a movie. Yeah, so I don't think... I mean, and again, I will reiterate, which we've talked about so many times, like negative emotions are not bad. No. You know what I mean? Like Mm-mm. being afraid, being hesitant, all those things. Being like, angry. I think it's not a bad thing. So, yeah. Stuff like that is to kind of protect us from the decisions we make. However, if if that resulted in you just being stagnant and being like, I'm not going to make any new friendships, then obviously then now that's causing like a hurdle and you need to like work to get over it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being careful about oh, there's like going into wrong friendships, with being careful. especially because you do have like a raw spot right now. Yeah. Like once you get healing in this area, you get your back on your feet, you get a foundation again. Like friendships are not going to feel scary, you know? Yeah, and I what I would do is if. I were you, I would kind of give myself a little bit of homework and I would really like dissect this friendship and what it was. Find out exactly like what she was doing that was harming you specifically. Um, find out what she was doing that you don't think really like fit you as a person, mm-hmm. as a human being. Like that doesn't that doesn't uh, support who you are. Um, and like make men- take a mental note of that. Realize that that's not every single person out there. Yeah. But it is okay to make those little red flags in the back of your head so that when you do come across a friend or um, just an acquaintance in life and with who's a possibility of being a friend, then when you see those characteristics, you can be like, oh, mm-hmm. I've seen that before. Not a fan of that. I'm going to keep you at a yeah, healthy not distance, not, yeah. not, not think of you as a close friend person. I think it's totally fine to do that, to take your time yeah. with friendships, to, to I think... And Taryn and I have mentioned this on the podcast. Anyone you date, anyone that you become friends with, people come in and out of your life like Mm -hmm. seasons. There is nothing wrong in learning and taking away things from each of those relationships Mm -hmm. to pour into like 
yourself for the next relationship that comes your mm-hmm. way. This is again, dating, friendships, work, could be absolutely anything. Could be a relationship with your parents, yeah. your sibling. Um if if you struggle with something or they struggle with something, it's okay to like take that and remember that, learn from it and apply it into the next friendship that's going to be coming your way. Um and I think that's exactly what you need to do here. Yeah, I think too um I wouldn't be surprised if the reason everything's feeling so hard still is if you haven't really gotten closure on what happened. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, it's the whole like people like to say like, oh, like that left a a scar. I'm scarred from that experience. Well, if you pour rubbing alcohol on a scar, you're not going to feel it. If you pour rubbing alcohol on an open cut, it's going to hurt and Mm -hmm. sting, you know. So I think. I think maybe if this is still causing so much anxiety, it's causing like a lot of pain still. Um, You're probably still in the the phase where you like hate this person, but you also miss them. So it creates this like whirlwind of emotions. I think it's important to make sure that you're healing and processing that. Um, When I had my like massive friendship break breakup, it took me a very long time to get past like, being angry, especially because we were never able to have a closure conversation. Like he still to this day never has apologized or tried to initiate like a conversation. So I had to get closure by myself, which is so hard. Like whether it's a breakup or a friendship breakup, when you have to do the healing by yourself and you can't be like emotionally mature enough to have conversations where it's like, hey, I I take it responsibility my part you take responsibility your part let's like wish each other the best and move on like when you don't get to have that it takes a while it's yeah it's a lot more intentional of a process but I think the more that you like heal and repair and get back into not doubting who you are as a friend just because of what happened the more you'll be willing to like take steps forward yeah yeah I completely agree I think I think that's exactly what you need to do. And like what you say about dating all the time, like it doesn't, you don't have to like, I, which you remind me this all the time, like every guy you go on a date with, you don't have to like be like, okay, this is my future husband. Yeah. Same with friendships. Like you can meet up with people and be like, oh, she's cool. Like we had a fun time. Like yeah. not someone I want to like bear my soul to. Right. But like, cool. You yeah. know, like it can be light. It can be just fun. Yeah. I think, um, Something that I had to do since I was single or have been single for like the majority of my life um, (laughs) preach uh, is I had to pour into friendships. Right. Mm -hmm. So I (laughs) I love every single person and friend that is in my life. But I definitely have categories. Mm -hmm. I have people in my close, inner, intimate circle that I trust with my life. Then I have the next circle that's a little bit farther, Mm -hmm. healthier distance. but that I don't bear my soul to. Yeah. And then I have an even a third circle that's on the outside that doesn't get to see like my intimate life, but I still love to go out with, mm-hmm. to get coffee with, to go get drinks with, or like beach hangs, you know? Like I see them regularly enough to consider them a friend and I enjoy their company, but I don't, they, just because they're a friend doesn't mean they have to be like super yeah. close in that intimate circle. Yeah. And I think it's actually really healthy and important to protect that intimate circle. Yeah. I think- Anyone who gets to be in that circle, it should be deserved. They should be trusted. And I think you should start allowing yourself, Aaron, uh, once you start feeling more comfortable to have openings in that outer circle for friends. Yeah. And then 
you start hanging out with them more, maybe you'll find someone who's allowed to get into the inner circle. But yeah. just because you're hanging out with more people doesn't mean you need to like let them yeah. in and and plan things that like you don't have to get like group hangs. going to coffee. Yeah, yep. it's a lot of like you're literally just sitting and talking, going to go see a movie, going to like some type of events yeah. like there's a concert whatever like there's mm-hmm. different things Activities. you could do that's not as much focus you on just like and chatting talking <laughs> so just like be smart about like what you need mm-hmm. figure out what you need make sure you're healing and then take some steps yeah you got this 100% agree Aaron you've got this you're not alone you're too you need this to survive so like prioritize it but also like I get it because when friends hurt me it hurts me like to my core so it's hard to move past that but I think you also have to do that for yourself because that's like how we feel like loved and valued is when we're pouring into other people so be careful as a two because if you wait too long and keep yourself isolated you're going to get in a very dark place. So Taryn's right. Be aware of that. I fully agree with her. That's specific Enneagram advice just for twos. Yes. Um, However, she is not alone. She has a fiance and she added a photo of her and her fiance because she says we love photos. So here they are. Oh, cute. You guys are adorable. She looks familiar. She has beautiful eyes. Yeah, she does. Erin, you gorgeous girl. You got this girl. My story is pretty short, too, Um, and it's called, I'm in a quarrel with my dad's third fiance. Oh, I'm going to start saying quarrel. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you want to quarrel? (laughs) (laughs) The, like, awkward laugh I just did looking straight into the camera was probably not the cutest. Let's let's take a screenshot, everyone. (laughs) Okay. Um, hi, Taryn and Ashley. I recently started listening to your podcast along the way, and I think you are great. And I'd like you to give me some advice, too. I would like to remain remain anonymous. Any advice and comments are welcome. I apologize. It's so cute. I feel like a lot of our writers are always like, I'm so sorry if this is longer. I'm so sorry if my grammar is bad. Guys, we love it. We just love you sending stuff in. Oh, absolutely. Don't feel like you need to apologize, but her apology is cute. She said, I apologize for bad English and grammar and send greetings from Croatia. Croatia. Freaking around the world. UA takes the planet. (laughs) Guys, get us famous so we can tour. We can do a world tour. I will have a special segment where I build Legos (laughs) while breakdancing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um... Okay, so my mom and dad divorced when I was 10. Um, She specified she's now 21. Mm -hmm. Then my dad married another woman, and after three years of marriage, he left her and two more children, and now he has a third fiancé. Everything was okay until this summer. There were a couple situations that led to an argument. She gave me a lecture in front of her children and thus protected them and embarrassed me. And in front of my dad, who did not even try to defend or support me. I'm very curious if lecture is like, would be the same verbiage we would use as like, she like yelled at me or like scolded me. I feel like I would take the word lecture as like strongly spoke to. 
Yeah, because she said she gave me a lecture. And a lecture would be in kind of like a demeaning way. Yeah. Like you I'm are... I'm just curious if like... Inferior to me. Yeah, like to us, like I would... For it to be like she did this in front of people and my dad didn't defend me, like I'm assuming it's something like intense. Like yeah. she like went off. Yeah. She told me off kind of thing. Um, He sided with her and has not yet apologized to me. I haven't seen her since the summer. I've talked to my dad a lot about everything, and he thinks I should apologize to her. It's hard for me because I don't see where I went wrong. And the key reason my dad says I have to apologize is because I'm younger. I know it's very hard for him now because he's halved between his child and his third fiance. But I still believe that if nothing else, he should be my support and stand behind his child. Maybe that's the part that bothers me the most. I don't even know what to think anymore. So I'm asking for help. Thank you in advance. Love you. Anonymous. Oof. Yeah. There's so many There's questions I have. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know what went down. And we don't know what the third fiance, I love that that's her name. <laughs> the third. The third fiance. fiance. The third. Uh, we don't know exactly what she said. So that does leave like this gap of like, okay, what went down? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you like. Did you slap her kid? Her toddler. that would down require a, a lecture. Did yeah. you just casually ask her to pass the salt and then she popped off on yeah. you? The, you know, like we, there's a lot we don't know there. But either way, her narrative of what went down she doesn't feel mm-hmm. like she's Respected. in the wrong. Yeah. Supported. She doesn't feel like she's in the wrong and then she feels betrayed by her dad. I feel yeah. like there's two sides. Yeah. Like, what do I do about my dad? Which one do we want to tackle first? <sighs> um. Okay. I feel like I'll tackle the fiance first. Yeah. Because, okay, with every, and again, like Ash said, like, I don't feel like I have enough details to, like, fully give the right opinion for the situation. So, again, talk to your friends and loved ones. But I feel like with every, with every situation you come to where you feel wronged, there's, there's always two approaches. There's I'm going to address this with you because I need you to understand that like I'm upset and I need to verbalize why I'm upset and defend myself, which is more of a self like I'm doing this for myself and like I'm going to feel better if I like let you know like, hey, I don't appreciate that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or there's another way, which is like. I'm looking at the situation. I'm seeing that it's causing a rift and I'm going to come into this in a strategic way of let's try to fix this so that we can continue and put this behind us. Yeah. So I think it kind of depends anonymous, like what you want, (laughs) because there's ways to combine the two. But I think I think what your dad is saying of like, you have to apologize because you're younger. I'm super old school and a lot of people do not have the same views as me, but I do very much like try to respect my elders, respect authority to an extent, obviously like if there's injustice happening, no, but I think that there is something to like our older generation that are very much like you can't speak to your parents, your authority like that. Mm -hmm. So if that is what he's saying, 
Now, I don't know the situation, but if you don't feel like you need to apologize, I still think there's a way you can talk in a respectful way where it's like, hey, whatever happened, happens. Obviously, things are weird. And I would love if, like, we could just talk about it so we could move forward. Yeah. By you coming in that demeanor, it's not going to feel like an attack. It's not going to feel like you're being disrespectful. But also, if you noticed, not in any of those sentences did I say, I'm so sorry about what that what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm taking responsibility. That's me just coming saying, hey, we're going to be family. <laughs> like, I would love if we could talk about this because I hate the fact that it's weird between us. Yeah. And then kind of go from there, you know, and then you can voice what you feel listen to what she says, and then kind of try to find a middle ground. Yeah. Um, I think, and I, I, I agree with Taryn, I know uh, culture, culturally, um, other cultures view elders to be treated with respect and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, obviously, let's be as polite as possible. But I do think... Uh, to get respect, you have to give it. And if she was, if you've, I, I obviously, okay. I know I don't know the full story, um, but if you feel like you did nothing wrong, then I think the person you should talk to is your dad. I think he's the one who it sounds like you might be even more upset at. Which she says and, she's talked to him a lot about it. Okay. Well, and he's kind of, his stance is you need to apologize. You're younger than her. Okay. That kind of thing. If you believe you did nothing wrong, then I don't think you should apologize. Um, I would probably ask her for clarification on why she thought you did something wrong. I would also ask for clarification on why she thought it was okay to yell at you in front of her kids. Um, but I personally wouldn't apologize if I believed that I did nothing wrong. Um, so I agree with Taryn on that. As far as your dad goes, that is a very sticky situation. Um, I, I know you said you've talked to your dad, but I think I think there needs to be a, hopefully there's been a bigger talk about stripping down to what like the real issue is. And that's the fact that you know, maybe you have some trauma about like him, like leaving these two other marriages. Like, I mean, that can leave you with like an unstable feeling and relationship. So it could be that. I mean, it could be the fact that like you view him as your protector. And in that moment, you felt like he chose someone else over you. Like that's that's very hurtful when the person you feel secure in is not there for you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like when you talk to him, I would strip down. I'm not trying to defend myself of this is why I'm right. And this is what I didn't like about the argument. But strip down just being like, I I view you as the person who is there to support and protect me. And I really felt in that moment like you chose someone else. And it's it's done way more damage than I realized. And I'm not shaking it. So, like, I need you to hear that that's what's going on. And hopefully, like, he hears that and can, like, provide you with validation if he's not in a place where he can. I think that's where you just have to do what's best for you to try to like, 
again, get that closure on the situation on your own. But but it is. I mean, it's up to like what what you want this to result in. If you want it to just be dealt with and then move on, because sometimes yeah. a family. I don't know why that's what I'm you have to do. But... So spicy towards these. Yeah, it's because you're grumpy and, and the mom. Grumpy, Ash. <laughs> I hate this. But like, <laughs> I can think of a specific situation where I do not feel like I did anything wrong, and with this person, there was this conflict. It was all this stuff. It was affecting a bunch of stuff, and I had to, at the end of the day, be like, "Well, I'm going to choose to like step in and try to fix it, even though." I never felt like I did anything wrong. Yeah. But I still was able to sit and say like, hey, I'm sorry for if you took anything that happened in a negative way. Because like ultimately I can't control how my actions affect other people. Mm -hmm. But if I'm a empathetic person and I care about someone, if I unintentionally did something that hurt someone's feelings, like I should care. It doesn't mean I have to grovel and be like, oh, you're so right, whatever. To this day, I still don't think I did anything wrong. But I chose in that moment to put this situation in the category of like, I want this just to be like gone so we can move on. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm saying. Like you just have to sometimes be strategic of, is this a fight? Like, is this a hill I want to die on? Or is this something like, let's try to move past this in a healthy, mature way and then keep going? Or is this something I want to be like, no, like I was wronged and you need to acknowledge that. So I think only you can answer that, Anonymous. Like, I think you need to sit, go over the situation, go over like what your goals are for the future with this. Yeah. And move forward. But she might not be your favorite person for the rest of your life. And like... That's okay too, but or maybe she's here for a short time, and there's another fiance coming around the maybe corner. Maybe number four is like the winner. Number um, four is a great number, by the way. Yeah, I I don't know why this is hard for me, but I feel like if I were if I were in your shoes, I don't like her. <laughs> so Grumpy what I would Ash do, what I would here. do if I was in your situation, I still stand by. I still wouldn't want to apologize, but. Let's take the emotions out of it and let's look at it from like a business perspective. I would straight up ask her, what do you need from me to have a cordial relationship? Yeah. I would love to know exactly what I did wrong to make you so upset so that I don't do it in the future. Yeah. And, you know, once she says that, then whether she once asks for it or not, be like, okay, here's what I need. Yeah. (laughs) And I would love in the future if you would also respect me as well and not lecture me in front of your children and the family because that puts me in a weird situation. Which is right there saying like, hey, next time we have a conflict because I'm aware we're two different people. We don't get along. Like, I would really appreciate if you would pull me to the side and we could just calmly talk about it. Yeah. Like, and that's, if she respects and, and wants to build a relationship with you. Great. She'll do it. I hate the fact that Ash and me have different fighting styles. Like, it's so hard. It's so hard. But at the end of the day, when you told me, like, hey, I can't yell back at you and just have these, like, really quick, like, yelling fights and then we're done. Yeah. I was like, I had to make the choice. Okay, well, either I have to learn how to approach you in a way that, like, will be comfortable for you and we can have productive conversations Mm -hmm. or, like... We're not friends. Like, uh, you know what I mean? At some point, you have to prioritize the person's yeah. needs and, like, 
move accordingly. Does that mean I don't get frustrated when I just want to like yell something? Like, no. Right. But also like that's me choosing what you've communicated over my needs in that moment. Yeah. So I think it's okay to let her know like, hey, I we're getting to know each other. That might be your style. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't do well with that. So like I felt super attacked. I felt embarrassed. I felt it's affected me like every day. I've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, like I would love if we could come up with the system, like maybe like you just text me and say, hey, can we talk when you have a chance? And then we can go aside and confront in like a positive way. But I think you need to communicate that. And then if she keeps disrespecting, then a whole different story. All different story. I mean, We're not even going to address that because that's I a different can't. situation. I'm feeling heated already. <laughs> um, if eventually you do end up in a really uh, healthier, better place, then I highly recommend that you have her figure out her Enneagram number and then you two can like sit down and hash out what you guys need to do to work better together. Yeah. Um, but that's assuming that she does choose to be respectful and like come alongside you and and try to help this relationship grow. Yeah. Um, But I am very sorry. Yeah. Anonymous that you are in this position in the first place. Um, I would still keep trying with your dad. I Mm -hmm. think he obviously in a, from a completely different standpoint is in a, is in a tough position too with like his future wife and his current daughter, current daughter. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) And his daughter. Um, so, like, I part of me empathizes with him, but, like, you are his child, and he needs to be there. And he, as the adult, if he's going to throw, like, age into the game, should be the one, like, guiding you into this new relationship yeah. with his new wife that he chose. So, um, Taryn and I have talked about it multiple times. Highly recommend therapy. If you can get your dad into therapy with you. Oh, my God. Amazing. I really see that going very well for you guys. Um, if you can't with him, then I would just it's it's tiresome. But I would I would just keep. Yeah. Keep trying to show him how you need to be loved and how he needs to be the one yeah. to like bring you into this new family. I mean, this dynamic is really like tale as old as. Oh, my God. <laughs> like yeah. parent trap, like every movie where there's a. A dad who has kids marrying someone else. It's yeah. always that dynamic of like them choosing them over the kid. Like, and I mean, percentage wise, we're over the halfway, the half point of people having divorced parents. Yeah. So like a lot of people are resonating with us right now saying, I've been there. I've, I mean, I have so many friends, my brother's in this situation. Like so many people I love and care about have broken families where they have to like create another family yeah. and that's hard also like I think we forget that our parents are just straight up like people too who also and, like, mess up who like get love struck and get in their honeymoon phases and ditch their friends and kids for the person they're with like mm-hmm. they're just normal people too yeah. so I think too just being like hey <laughs> I get it I'm happy yeah. for you but at the same time like I'm super neglected. Yeah. Like, that's okay to You're say, in too. Love. I get it. But hello, I'm your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to start another family without me. <laughs> For sure. Uh, guys, I just matched with someone on Bumble. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk back and forth <laughs> twice and then get ghosted. Woo-woo. <laughs> 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 so okay. much fun. So fun. Okay. Um, I have a dad joke. Perfect. Okay. A toilet, <laughs> a toilet was stolen from the police station. Police report they have nothing to go on. <laughs> get it? Oh no! Yeah, I get it. <laughs> to go on? I get it. <laughs> That's great. 
<sighs> guys if you made it to the dad joke you already know we love you the mostest take this time to submit any stories that you guys have to the email we would love to read them get all of the dirty details in there so that we can advise accordingly yeah. um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch us yeah, we while do. we discuss your issues uh, so yeah so we'll talk to you guys in the next episode which we will be coming love soon you. love you love you bye, bye.